and you were worried. Welcome to Game Over Calgary, everyone. After another what the heck was that night from the Calgary Flames, both positively and negatively. Um, my name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in this evening. What a weird one from the Calgary Flames as uh, they just wrapped up a uh, 3-2 win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, the chat is already busy tonight, so we will keep that going um, as you guys are always fun. If you have any uh, kind of off-topic questions, we will get to those at the end of this one. Um, as always, I don't even know why. I don't even know why I try to do any prep before these shows start, right? Like, I through two periods of play, hi Conrad, um, through two periods of play, I... I had, like, notes eviscerating this team, like, embarrassing, pathetic, blah, 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 blah. And then the third period happens, and they score that first goal, and I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, don't, don't come out here and pretend you were in this hockey game, and oh, well, we only lost by one. And then they scored again, and then they scored again, and then won the whole thing. So, I don't know why I tried to come up with uh, any notes or anything like that. Don't comment on Yoda being terrified. Oh, his one ear's folded. That's weird. Um, but look, Christmas Yoda is good luck. All right. Christmas Yoda now one and oh, um, coming out of this one, uh, lurking in the background of, um, I, I'm just, I, I don't even, I don't even want to say speechless cause that would be a bad thing for a podcast host to say, but there, there's just like, how do you break down something like that for two periods of play? They were dreadful. They, they had no business being in that hockey game. And I, I tweeted out, like, it, it was 2 nothing, but it didn't feel like a 2 nothing game, did it? Like, it felt done. Some of you were tweeting at me, oh yeah, just start the stream after the first, because this game's over. Don't even bother waiting for the second or third. And I'm not like, oh wow, cold takes exposed, got you. Because I was like, yeah, we kind of should, you know, like... Um, th this team doesn't have the expectations to do a, they're blowing it, we're starting this in the third period, everything is awful type of a stream, but they were blowing it and everything was awful. Like, it, it was an abysmal third period or second period, and then they come out in the third and it's like a completely different hockey team. I, I genuinely don't know how to explain it, but once again on this night, the, the straw that stirs the drink ends up being this, um... This I was gonna call them the second line. They're the first line at this point, right? Like the the, the Kadri um, Kadri Zari Pospisil line is the top line for the Flames. We, we all agree that that is uh, number one on the uh, NHL 24 lineup card, right? Like that. There's no question. This is they they were the only reason this game wasn't 19 nothing after 40 minutes of play. What they were able to do and the energy they were able to bring, like it was just like the the entire building woke up when they were on the ice because something was finally happening. And there is a, a real jump and a real chemistry with that group right now. And one of the things I was going to talk about was um like do you do you like blow this line up basically to try to get everyone else going because it, it, it was relatively lifeless the rest of the way and so it it's funny like you, you talk about um with the Oilers it's like oh well do you break up McDavid and Dreisaitl and with the Flames it's like hey do you break up Zary and Pospisil could you possibly spread that kind of wealth out throughout the lineup but uh, that is where we are at and yes as uh, as Conrad pointed out um clearly Pospisil was holding this line back uh this team back as um 
uh, Ruzichka comes in and gets the goal, or essentially gets the goal. Zari does finish it, but that uh, that kind of really gets this thing going and makes it two to two. But th- this line again, whether it was with Pospisil um, pre taking a puck off the ankle or post when, when he was able to come back in, um, or in that stretch where the, where it was Ruzichka, th- they are still everything that you would want from a line right now with this team. They're playing with energy. They're creating tons of chances. And I would venture to guess through 40 minutes of play, the only chances that the Flames had were coming off of the um, off of the work that Zari, Kadri, and, and Pospisil were doing. And that helped kind of keep the Flames afloat in this game. And so it was nice to see that it was the... Um, it, it was that line with Zari eventually getting it that tied the game up and, and really got that big goal because I thought they, they, they deserved it tonight. But I, I think that there could be a point where you would look at, hey, should we put um, Pospisil with such and such and move Zari one play? Like, you, do you put Huberto with Kadri and, and try to get things going that way? Because aside from that line, they were essentially lifeless for, for a lot of this game. And I thought when when it really felt like it had turned was when the back one line started to get going. And they had that shift where Huberto um, creates a, a bit of a look off of, uh, I believe it was off the wall, creates a chance out in front, and then Coleman ends up getting the shorthanded goal. And so that was when it was like, okay, well, th- this team, for a lot of this year, quite frankly, has been doing what they've been doing with, um, w- with two lines going, right? Like the, the Lindholm line, um, and I thought it was tonight, and they pointed out on the broadcast, Lindholm had a pretty good moment there in the third period, killing off some time in the corner. But um, they, it, it's been pretty quiet for Lindholm for, for a lot of this season, really. And so that they've really just been doing it with two lines. And so when the backland line kind of woke up, that was when you started to feel that the tide start to shift a little bit. So I thought that was relatively interesting. But yeah, like, it feels like, again, I'm kind of all over the place because this game, like like I said, like just through, through, through 40 minutes, they had nothing. Like they, they, they weren't, they, they were just, it was a lifeless performance. I thought I could hear like my dog barking through the TV at the dome down the hill because it was so quiet in there that you could hear stuff going on on the outside of the building, it felt like. And then there was some life and now they won and I'm still trying to process what to make of of all of that. It, it was just, it was a really, really weird night, but it was nice to see... Um, it, it was nice to see that second line or the, the cadre line really start to get it going. And then Backlund starts to pick it up. And then Ruzichka, who it, it does feel like he's kind of hit a bit of a lull. And it feels like the, the longer he sticks with the big club, uh, whether it was last year or this year, the more he kind of fades into the background. And so it was nice to see him become a bit more of a, a prominent player in, in this game. And that's, he, he is still someone who I hold out some kind of hope for, for being not like, difference-making impact type of a guy, but someone who can play a a very good role on the Flames. I I still think there is a bit of a skill set here for him. So it was nice to see him kind of get rewarded with a really smart play. Nice pass by Kadri. He gets behind the defense and all but beats the goalie and it stops at the goal line and Zari bangs at home. Um, Also, friend of the, um, friend of the podcast and friend of the network and I guess not even friend of the network, uh, fellow co-worker on SDPN, um, Julian McKenzie tweeting out the shot chart for Connor Zary, and basically all of his goals are coming, like, right in front of the net. This one's gonna come basically in the thing. Um, all of the goals coming from right in front of the net, and you wouldn't expect that from Zari, who's all of, like, 119 pounds, at least looks like anyway. Um, so, like, like that's, but we, we've been talking about this for two years. 
Those are the types of goals this team needs to score. That they aren't going to do a whole lot pretty, right? And look at the goals that they scored tonight. You had, um, you have off of a, a face-off win, a shot, it bounces off of a dude to a pinching defenseman who backhands it in. You have Ruzichka on what was kind of a broken play, sneaks behind the defense, shot almost goes in, and Zari crashes into the net putting it in. And then the third one's a shorthanded goal, which it was nice. But this isn't a team that's going to skill you to death. They're going to have to work very hard to do it. And maybe that's why they can only do it for 20 minutes at a time, because it's exhausting to play how this team is going to have to play to be successful. But this is what they're going to have to do, right? Like, they, they aren't going to go and put up a hundred shots a game. Um, it, it's not going to be a lot of razzle or dazzle. It, it's going to have to be a, a lot of that lunch pail, crash bang, boom, wind pucks off of the wall, get it in front of the net, hope it bounces off of a couple of guys to a defenseman who happens to be right there who puts the puck in the net. That That is how this team is going to be successful. And they finally got back to that in the third period. In the, the first and second period, there was no sustained pressure. There was no winning of puck battles. There was no nothing. And it was once again, you know things are bad with this group when the neutral zone is just the free space for the opposition, that there is no resistance through the neutral zone and there's no speed build up the other way back through the neutral zone. Um, you, what you, you can kind of see it right away. It's like a, a pitcher in baseball when like a pitcher doesn't have command of his slider or the, the fastball, it's like they're, they're starting at where it's supposed to go and then it's breaking. Um, like that's kind of what it is with the Flames, where you can see right away, it's like, oh, they don't have it right now, because that team just zip right through, and now they have a, an opportunity to score. So um, th they didn't have it, and then they did have it. The story of the Calgary Flames. Uh, once again, the chat is uh, going great. So as Conrad is reminding you all, hit like, uh, share this video, and... <laughs> um, Subscribe to the channel. We are so close to 100,000 subscribers on SDPN. So um, I, I think that opens us up to do a, a whole lot more fun stuff on here. So please do that. Um, and we can have more fun conversations like this. But yeah, let more people know that we're talking Calgary Flames here after a Flames win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Twas not all positive. And I don't want to focus all on the negatives because th this is... And it... like. I know that a lot of people want the rebuild, right? And we, we kind of talked about this basically after every game that they win anyway. Everyone wants a rebuild. Everyone wants this team to blow it up. Um, and so anytime they lose, it's, oh, hey, hooray, rebuild. Look at this. Don't they suck? Isn't that awesome? Um, there's going to be, a, I would imagine, plenty of losing in the next couple of years. So my humble opinion enjoy this stuff. You know, like you don't enjoy the first 40 minutes, but wild comebacks like this, let it be fun. Let, let it be enjoyable. Um, because I, I do think there is going to be a, a lot of pain in the future for this team. However, there was, that being said, I, I do think you're kind of whistling past the graveyard if you're just like, ah, well, come from behind, win. First two periods don't matter. Because there's a lot in those first couple of periods that are really concerning. Um, Carolina gets a goal off of a, a face-off win, and then they do again, but it, it gets called back off of goaltender interference. This is starting to become a thing with this group. Like, we are seeing a number of face-off loss, bing, bang, boom, it's in the back of the net. And... This is one of those times where I will admit the whole, like, didn't play past Pee Wee thing um, maybe comes back because the entirety of my analysis of, wow, this team is allowing too many goals off of uh, face-off wins. Like, if, if there's, like, 
you know, slight bit of analysis in the first segment where it's, hey, slow them down in the neutral zone. That makes it a bit more difficult for them to get things going offensively if you can kind of jam that up. And then if you can also get speed through there, it helps you out offensively. You know, like there's there's a touch of analysis there. Um, with the giving up goals off of set plays off the faceoff, the entirety of my analysis, stop it. Fucking cut it out. That's, that's basically it. Because uh, I like... I don't know what you're supposed to do when there's a clean face-off win, Aho goes back, and he rips a one-timer from the depths of hell that goes into the back of your net. Um, that was... Yeah, that that was a... That, that was one where it's like, man, that seems like it's happening a lot, and then it happened again. Um... I don't know what they need to do to stop it. Win more face-offs would probably be the way to go. I feel like that solves a lot of problems on the power play, which was dreadful again tonight, and solves those type of issues where it seems to be ending up in the back of your net a whole lot more often than it happens with other teams. And now, the majority of the games that I'm watching are obviously Flames games, the, the whole that's my job thing. So I, I don't... I don't have a chart of how many times it's happened to the Arizona Coyotes this year, but it just, it does feel like it happens against the Flames more often than I, I see it happen in, in other situations. And that's absolutely something they need to get figured out. Um, I know Audi kind of went in on it on the, the last stream and uh, I talked about it on um, the, the Twitch stream that, that I did yesterday. Um, shameless plug, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. More ramblings like this, but there's a video game happening at the same time. Um, Dylan Dubé's kind of cooked, hey? Like, th there's just, there's not a whole lot happening with him. The, the biggest thing he did was block a shot tonight, and there was... You could not convince me that he meant to do that. He just happened to be skating where a puck went and it hit him in the foot. And, oh, hey, fearlessly blocked by Dylan Dubé. No, 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 no. He, he is not doing shit out there right now. And, like, it, it, if it were me, I would drive him to the airport. Like, um, some people suggesting waivers. Like, I maybe someone claims him. At this point, I would take a couple million dollars off the cap gleefully and let whoever, Dryden Hunt, come up from the American Hockey League. Because, like, the obvious one would be Coronado, but uh, Dubé's playing in a fourth-line role right now. We don't want Coronado playing there. So bring on Dryden Hunt and, and let him play on the fourth line with um, with Dewar or whoever. Like, he, he's got nothing left. And now I understand he was on a certain junior team that has a certain thing hanging over them, and not a whole lot of people are trading for those guys right now. That is not to say that I, I think he did or didn't do anything. That That is just, there. there's a little bit of a something-something hanging over guys from that world junior team. And um, innocent or not, we're assuming we're going to find out about that soon. And you tend to not trade for players who are parts of teams that are on ongoing investigations. So I don't know, like you could sit them. I mean, they did basically tonight. Um, I don't, uh, I haven't looked at the, the roster report, but like I said, it felt like I noticed him all of exactly one time tonight. And that was because sh someone shot a pu puck off of his foot um, that he could pretend he was out there actually doing something. So while I am, God, NHL.com sucks. Uh, especially the mobile app, hey? Let's, like, I know I'm not the first person who has complained about it this year. That It's real edgy stuff that I'm complaining about, NHL.com. But I'm clicking on Time on Ice and just nothing is coming up. So let's, let's for a moment assume that Dylan Dubé 
uh, didn't actually play a whole lot in this hockey game. Like, it, it is, I, I would at this point, as I have said, much rather let someone else fill in for, for him instead and free up that kind like just a seventh round pick in 29 go fine whatever like he just I don't I don't see right now and this is going to seem extremely harsh but if if you want to tell me no 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 there's something there okay what's leading you to that what, what does he do that helps winning in any way, shape, or form, and what part of his game looks like something is going to develop into anything. He doesn't have a shot. He has, I would suggest, average to slightly above average speed. He has decent puck retrieval when he wants to, but he's like seventh on the team when when it comes to that sort of a thing. He's defensively responsible, kind of. Um, He doesn't give the puck to the other team in front of your own goal. Like I just, if there is a better there and he still young player, um, a fine junior career, a relatively good draft pedigree. So like all of those things are like, okay, yeah, that this could lead to something. I just don't see from a, what? Oh, five, five forty-seven time on ice tonight. Honestly, that seems about five minutes more than it felt like tonight. But if you want to tell me something's coming with this dude, you're going to have to do a lot of explaining because I just don't see where that's coming from with, with Dylan Dubé. And so that one to me is kind of, God, it sounds so harsh to say, but kind of lost cause at this point. It's like, okay, well, next. It's not going to be it. Hasn't been it. Definitely. I, I definitely feel it's not going to be it. So let's see if someone else is going to be it. And if you want to dangle him out there on waivers and see what happens. And if, if uh, San Jose, the, the suddenly hot San Jose Sharks want to pounce on that one, or um, if Chicago wants to, to take a chance on it, then by all means, let them. Like, at that point, let them. I, I, am, I am officially over it with, with Dylan Dubé. Um, like they just... This team so desperately needs players to step up right now, and he has, as has been documented on on this show by uh, by Audie and by myself, he has been given so many chances to succeed, just an absolutely absurd amount of chances to succeed, and he has been eh, in basically all of them tonight. Um... One more thing here before we get to, to your guys' questions. And again, the, the chat is filling up. And I, I, I'm not seeing a whole lot of people being, oh, no, actually, Dylan Dubé is great at this thing. But I I, I do think we should talk about Dustin Wolf this evening. Um, I, I thought he looked great. And, like, neither goal tonight was his fault. Um, as kind of talked about before, there, like, the one goal happens basically moments into the game. Um, you have an Orlov shot that gets deflected right in front of him. Both goals ended up being deflected in this game. So I don't think there's a whole lot that you can kind of critique Wolf on. And he made a couple of big stops in this game that helped keep this team in it. You know, like, um, you, you let in two goals relatively early. And now it's like, okay. This is a kid who's been maybe a little rattled coming up from the American Hockey League. How does he bounce back and checked every box you could have asked for him tonight? Like he, you you could have, given how that team was playing in the first couple of periods, if they came out of that game down three, four, five, nothing, no one's batting an eye and no one is blaming Dustin Wolf. There'd be a couple of assholes, I guess, but no one's blaming Dustin Wolf um, for, for, for any of that tonight. 
Instead, he comes out, shuts the door, makes a big save late. The buzzer probably sounded, but he ma makes a big save late, makes a couple of good stops there. Um, uh, Nick Cash had one right in front that, that um, he was perfectly positioned for. He was everything you would have wanted him to be in this start. And so, like, quite frankly, I would start him Saturday against the, the New Jersey Devils. Um, and then maybe give, what is it, next Tuesday against Colorado? Maybe give, give that one to Vladar. But, because they're, they're playing it back-to-back. -back. Um, so that one's going to be, a, a, he's going to get one or the other. Which, by the way, a back-to-back -back against Colorado and Vegas seems unfair. Um, that, like, I... I that, that that's a rough one, but anyway, I would go with uh with Wolf for the next one and just let him ride the hot hand. Like I said, let's see what this kid has. I do think you want to give Ladar another shot to again kind of see what he he had tonight uh, or has going forward. So I'm reading the chat while talking, and that's things are crossing. Um, but I I think you go Vladar at some point here again for a couple of games. Just again, let him maybe get his confidence back. And hopefully bump up the trade value a little bit. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I gather, might be looking for a goaltender again. Um, so maybe, you know, just send them on that way. I mean, Tree Living obviously likes him. Brought him in the first place. Um, all right. So th those are just a couple of notes. Oh, also, the power play sucks again. Um, for a second there, it looked like it might not, but it, it sucks again. Like, there's, you get one setup on the power play. That'll last about 40 seconds. And if you're not getting it in that... It's just, it's it's over. Like, there's just nothing going on with this power play right now. One more time, a reminder, like this video. I think I've been all right tonight. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Share this video with your friends. Um, specifically with people who maybe like Dylan Dubé, so we can balance things off a little bit. Although there is one person disagreeing with me in, um, in the chat here. But, uh, yes, like this video. Um, share it, subscribe to the channel. If you miss any of this, the video is up forever. Um, but you can also listen and play back on the, um, podcast that comes out shortly after the, these, uh, streams are done. So if you missed anything and, uh, want to listen to us on your morning commute, you can absolutely do that wherever you get podcasts. So, um, we have, uh, Vogon Poetry. I apologize if I'm, I'm saying that wrong. Uh, saying, I don't, uh, I don't notice Dubé in a bad way often. I don't think he sucks so much as his game-breaking moments are few and far between. His board work is often pretty rad. He works hard. No, and that's, that, like, he works hard for sure. Um, his board work is alright. Um, like, it, it, I, I don't have a lot to, to critique about it, but, um, it, it's, it's fine, right? The thing is, though, like, not that he's making a huge chunk of money, but if, if you want to get work hard, like Dryden Hunt will work hard. Um, Walker Dewar works hard. AJ Greer works hard. Though, like, but there's there's a ceiling on works hard, right? Like we, we'd all love it if the, the best players in the NHL were also the ones who work the hardest. Ah, doesn't always happen, does it? Um, but then you get like when talent and hard work come together and you get mega super duper stars, right? But for like a lot of times, like the, oh man, if one of the first things you're saying about a guy is, man, that guy works hard, he's probably a third or fourth liner, right? Like it, it sucks to say that, but that's, if that's the first thing that stands out to you, I'm just saying, I don't think that there is much of a ceiling on this kid. I, I think, I think we kind of see what he is. I don't know where the better is coming from. And so 
at this point, if you can get anything for him, uh, fine. And I'd rather see if you can strike it with someone else, to be perfectly honest with you. You can you can find works hard on the waiver wire 15 times a year. So I'm maybe it's just being overly critical because this guy gets so many opportunities. Um, but I, I just I would rather I'd rather give it a go with someone else. Like I I, I totally see what you're saying. Um uh, he follows up by saying, I just don't see Whipping Boy status as he's garnered recently. Th- to me, Whipping Boy stat, like if he was in like third or fourth line roles, which to be fair, he, he was for the majority. Um, but then you sit Pospisil, you put Dubay into a second line role immediately. And that's where it gets a little bit frustrating. It's that like, okay, we'll put you back here. But the second anyone has a misstep, then you he's back up on a, a top two role. And that's, that's where people get a little bit frustrated with him, um, is that he keeps getting opportunities that it doesn't appear he has earned, uh, at least this season, anyway. But, let's keep more of that coming in the chat as we go into the press conference now. Uh, a lot of discussion about this. Uh, Conrad, off-topic presser question, it's damn cold in Calgary, what's your go-to soup? A lot of good ones. Um, my mom's corn chowder, um, phenomenal. Uh, absolutely spectacular. When I think of soups, I think of that. Um, if I'm just going, because I, I can't just have a vat of mom's soup at any time, um, and she lives 800 kilometers away. But, and no, I, I've made it occasionally. But if I'm if I'm going like nice, comfy, I, I need to go down to the grocery store and get a soup, I'm a minestrone guy. That might be a little bit out there. Big minestrone fan. So that's, uh, th- th- that's where I'm going here. Uh, and I'm going to assume, even though like, it's a bit delayed. Uh, I'm going to say that that's fair is uh, to my soup uh, recommendation and and nothing else. Uh, Conrad saying, I'd take Wolf and Donsk as our NHL tandem if we move both Marky and Vladar. I, I wouldn't hold my breath on a Markstrom trade. Um, it, it just seems like, to me, the most likely tandem is Markstrom and, and Wolf. And that way, like, I feel like if you went Wolf and Donsk, you're kind of like throwing all of the keys to Wolf. And while I do believe he is kind of ready for it, that seems like a lot to thrust upon someone, um, especially given how we think the next couple of years are going to go with this team. I, I don't mind having Markstrom here as the 1A to Wolf's 1B for a little bit and let him get acclimated to, to NHL life and let him be, for lack of a better term, let him be the adult in the room and guide this young man through the opening stages of his NHL career. Um, not that Markstrom, like, while also being the starting goalie, so that it's not a difficult sell to Markstrom, but I, I would like to see Markstrom, um, and, and Wolf. I, I wouldn't be, unless someone gives you the world for him, right? Like, there, there's no untouchables to me right now with this roster, so if, if someone's gonna give you, um, the, the sun and the moon for, for Jacob Markstrom, then yes, accept, and I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll go sign some other guy who no one's ever heard of and, and bring him in a la Riddick or, uh, or Vladar. So yeah, like whatever they, they can go out and get the, the Laurent Brassois of the world or anything like that. Um, but for now I like the idea of Markstrom with Wolf and Markstrom kind of being the, the one to, to shoulder some of the more difficult things as Wolf gets acclimated to NHL life. Uh, what else do we have here for, uh, maybe we can get two seconds for Dubé. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like I was pretty vague on my thoughts on Dubé, so maybe we'll need to, uh, we'll need to dive back into that a little bit more. Uh, know how you stop face-off plays when face-offs. Yeah, it seems like the, the ones, 
um, like, the, the ones that end up in your back of your net obviously suck. The ones that have been getting to me are the face-off losses on the power play. When it is face-off loss, other team sends it down, and then it's not till like the 30, like with 30 seconds left in the power play that they get set up. I feel like that among a number of other things, but that mainly has been the issue for the Flames, is that they lose the face-off, it gets sent all the way down the ice, and then it ends up being forever because this team's zone entries suck. Now, if you figured out zone entries, then it wouldn't be as much of an issue. But again, you wouldn't have to worry about those. You wouldn't have to worry about entering if you're already in and you can just win the face-off. That's, that's how the rules were set up to, to help those sort of things. Also, just like a quick aside, for those of us who are old in here, which might not be any of us, um, I, I, rem I remember, I remember a time where you would get a, a penalty in the, um, in the defensive zone and it would stay in the defensive zone. What a, like, we, we don't give the NHL a ton of credit here, which is fair. That was a really smart rule change to, to set that up. Just a quick aside. We don't talk about that enough. We, we, we shit on the league a lot and rightfully so, but that's a, that, that's a rule where it's like, yeah, that, that was a good change they made there. Uh, Conrad says, so say we move Dubé, are we looking at maybe acquiring someone like a Stefaniel, a, a true face-off face specialist? Um, I mean, like you could, I, I certainly wouldn't like scoff at that. Um, admittedly, I don't know who those are in the NHL right now. Like the, the Leafs seem to think Kampf is that sort of a fellow. Um, cause he goes out there and takes the face-offs to, to start overtime. Um, as has been brought up on the SDP a couple of times. Um, but I, I don't know if he's rocking that kind of a percentage where it's like, oh man, go out and trade Dylan Dubé for that dude. Um, but yeah, if you could get someone who's maybe a little bit better at it, the problem is like, it kind of needs to be one of your power play guys, right? Like it kind of needs to be Lindholm or Backlund to just figure it out because you don't want to have a Stefan Yell type go out there, take the face off and then fucking sprint to the bench and someone comes back on because then you've just killed uh, five, 10, 15 seconds anyway. Um, but yeah, like if you, you just, it's an area of this game that it needs to get better at. Um, that this team needs to get better at. There's a lot of those, obviously. But um, I do want to ask you guys, temperature check here. Um, obviously we're, we're all ready for like tear down, rebuild, whatever. Are you still enjoying these games? Like is, is a night like tonight still fun where they come back, um, from two, nothing down third period, like the, the first two periods suck. I'm not asking you, Hey, did, was that really fun when they gave up the first five shots of the game? But w when they come out and have a big come from behind win in the third period, are you still enjoying that? Or are we like so far in like, Hey, let's try to tank that, um, nights like tonight aren't even enjoyable. I I'm just, I'm genuinely curious. You guys get to ask me stuff. I'm asking you guys stuff now. Um, cause I, I think, like I said, like, I do think there is some pain and suffering to come. Um, from a, a flame standpoint, I, I don't think that even if this team tried right now, I don't think you're bottoming out that terribly, right? Like it, it feels like Anaheim has kind of fallen back into that mode. Um, San Jose, while right now they are on a bit of a roll, um, overall, yeah, not great. Like they have built up a pretty good cushion in the old tank battle. So I don't think this is going to be a team that is going to be able to fall to second, third, fourth, last in in the National Hockey League. So I, I do think that they're kind of going to be hanging around in this playoff race all year long. And why not? You know, like uh, to me, yes, this team should do full rebuild. They're probably not going to. So 
why not give a bit of playoff experience? No, I'm not saying go out and trade for rentals, you know, like, and I'm not like, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm don't be buyers at the trade deadline, throw all the young kids in. But if Solovyov as your fourth defenseman happens to lead you to a first round series, even if you get shelled by Colorado in the first round, it's playoff experience for guys like Wolf and Zari and Pospisil to see what that extra level is and to, to see what the, the this mystical land of playoff hockey is all about. So I, I genuinely don't think it's the worst thing. Now, again, don't be going out and training for like Patrick Laine for your first to, to try to make things work, right? Like do, do what you got to do with the expiring po- contracts. And if anyone else wants to, to give you a first round pick for something else on this roster, let them. Um, but I, I don't mind that, that they're still hanging around in some of these games and battling back in this way, giving these teams or giving some of these players, some of that experience. Now, the last time we said that was the find away flames team and look where that got us. But still, I do think learning how to win and learning what playoffs are like are actual things that young players need to do. So I, I think, I think stuff like tonight is kind of fun. Um, Conrad said, celebrate the, the wins, but still solidly team tank. It makes things easier, right? They win. Hey, that was fun. They lose. Hey, team tank. You know, it, it makes it, it, it makes it fun either way. Um, toxic, um, enjoyable because of the rookie, but I still want them to lose. Uh, I'm just confused as to why this team doesn't play a full 60. You know, Paul, that's an excellent point. Um, Paul Singh in the chat there. That That is an excellent point. It would be nice. Like nothing was prevent. All due respect to Carolina, who I, I, think quite highly of as a hockey team. Um, although they're probably happy to leave Alberta. Um, Carolina was not doing anything that would hinder the flames from doing what they did in the third from the first and the second. Like I didn't look at the first and second period as, Oh man, what a brilliantly devised and executed game plan by the Carolina hurricanes. It was, Oh man, the flames are dog shit. And then they were less dog shit. And then they won the hockey game. So just do that for 60 minutes. Like, it is probably hard work, but it is kind of your job. So yes, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, Crudelis, again, apologize if I'm saying that wrong. I enjoy watching the kids. <laughs> Conrad, hashtag fire Murray Edwards. Um, that's difficult to do, firing an owner. Um, I like certain instances in pro sports that has happened, but like twice maybe ever. So I, I wouldn't hold my breath. On, on that one. But yeah, like this, this should be a rebuild, but it's also, it's fun to see Pospisil in there. It's fun to see Zari getting goals and getting so fired up after, you know, like it's, it's fun to see Wolf in there and Solovyov doing, um, the, uh, the, the holy water bit at the end of the game now with the NHL team instead of the American Hockey League group. So there's some fun that you can find, uh, in this one. And hopefully part of the fun that you can find is right here on Game Over. That is going to do it for the stream tonight. You guys have been a blast. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at Primetime Klein, and I host a podcast called Couch Potato Diary when I'm not yelling and screaming about the Calgary Flames on this show. One more time. Um, if you stuck it out this long, you must've liked something. So like this video, subscribe to the channel, uh, share it with all of your friends and even like one or two people who you don't like just to throw them off a little bit. Um, next game is Saturday afternoon against the New Jersey Devils. Audie James has you covered on that one. It should be a lot of fun. This season may not be, but tonight was. You guys are a blast as always. Thank you all so much. And we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah!